0: Sam Prendergast. He's Mr. Composure for the end of the game to bring a team from behind to win. You can't win anything with kids. You know, it was. I actually thought it was fantastic, and I don't know if you can hold back the hype. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
1: OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave
0: or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Ronald Garra, good morning to you. Hiya, Adrian. How How are you keeping? Good, good, yeah, yeah. Life is all good. good. Yeah. Life is good. Seems. Good week. I was just asking about the break that the players had, and whether you had an opportunity over those couple of days to unwind as well, or was it kind of business as usual?
2: Um, no, it was a short week. You know, Monday morning comes around quickly. Back into the school run and uh, other duties. You know, so it was um, Monday, Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, getting the review of the extra game and looking at the opportunities that we. Took and the opportunities were left behind. So then Wednesday, Thursday were two kind of uh, busy days and then we're already on Friday morning.
0: Yeah, it comes around quickly. Um, it's an unbelievable achievement and congratulations, by the way. It's uh, what you're doing there. We, we had talked to you the last time we were on talking saying that we're, you're no longer an underdog, but I mean, uh, it just gets hammered home. And I rewatched the game during the week. The um, the way that you out-muscled them, uh, superior scrum, the skills, the game plan. It was such a comprehensive victory. It was never really in doubt. Did, is that your feeling of it? Uh, yeah, know?
2: it was. Yeah, it was. I think it was. It was um, a combined performance for probably maybe fifty-five minutes. You know, I think we started quite slowly, but then we scored forty points unanswered in the semi-finals. Is powerful. We have powerful players, and uh, I think. People saw what um, happens when you combine, I suppose, aggressive backs with fast backs within the accurate kicking game with forwards that um, are big and are powerful and are strong.
0: Mm. The, the accurate kicking game, like it was really noticeable. They sort of kick passes early and then the kick passes often as well. And there weren't always those kind of long, raking cross-field kicks. Sometimes there were short, deft touches Um, and it sounded like from your comments after the game that that's not always part of the game plan Uh, but it seems like your 10 can play it whatever way he sees fit in front of him Um,
2: yeah but Adrian it has to be part of every game plan you know that's I think the difference now in, in good players becoming great players is their capacity to go to the draw and pull out attacking kicks you know you can look how easily you can reward forwards by scoring with that capacity to see space, pull the trigger, kick it, hit it so something we try and make players aware of but it's the same policy, if have to keep knocking them over the head, over the head, over the head and eventually hopefully it funnels through into their uh, I suppose um, menu of play
1: I suppose another credit, running to, to yourself and the coaching team is the ability to, to adapt in-game, and that's certainly something you noticed uh, against Exeter as well, whether it's personnel changes or positional changes. Um, and Will Skelton kind of made the point, I think, in advance of the Exeter match as well. He was praising yourself and, and the difference between the team last year and this year, and he was saying, you know, totally different group this year to last year, different personalities, but Will was very complimentary of the way in which you've managed to adapt and take the team on a little bit further.
2: No, what well, you have to, you know... You know, evolve where you die or get better or get beaten is the Crusaders' language, you know. and Andrew Goodman will have plenty of that for feeding into the Leinster camp in a few weeks' time. It makes it exciting, coaching against coaches that you really respect, coaching against an environment that you um, really admire. So this is where you want to be. This is uh, everything that 10 months leads into to get to final of the Champions Cup. So... Um, the boys are excited.
0: Um, to go back to Hastoy, Aaron, like an incredible get, and I know there was competition to get him at the time when you did. Like he's still only twenty-five. Uh, not has he has he a couple of French caps, but maybe not a huge amount. Yeah,
2: to, he does. Yeah, I yeah. think maybe two with it.
0: Maybe it a couple. Yeah, and doesn't yeah, doesn't doesn't overly seem to be in consideration, which is remarkable given the way you watch him uh, play a game uh, play the game last weekend.
2: Yeah, and he only get better, Adrian. In the fact, that he spent his whole career in where with their fight relegation, mm. so it's a different mindset. He's, I suppose, a disciple of that environment. Now he's coming into a club that are performing well, but that wouldn't have a history of a Toulouse or a Toulon, for example. But um, he he wants to get dinner and you really will get better. It's just, uh, you know, I can understand that when it's, coming in as a number 10 with a lot of powerful personalities and forwards and with a Jonathan Dante, you feel sometimes reluctant to take ownership of the team, but that's the big step for him to make it his team. And um, You're never dependent on one guy, obviously, uh, because we've a smashing young um, on French under-20s out of Hugo or East, uh who has come on and done well so there's always challengers looking to take the role of a number 10 in any club but uh, Antoine has done very well um, but when you I suppose break down his, his attributes it's easy to see why we just have to keep him uh, humming.
0: What? How would you describe him like what would you to the lay person um, what sort of an out half is he?
2: Quite instinctive, fast, um, aggressive, probably in his play. um, And I'm not trying to make him structured. I'm just trying to get him to understand his reason why he does this or that in a game. Mm. There's always uh, room for the creative, instinctive player. But the thinner the air gets, the more you have to have... I think preparation done, and he is beginning to appreciate that if he prepares well, he usually performs well, you can't rock up on a Saturday at this level and play well, which some people think you can
0: yeah was there was there a bit of an instinct was there was that part of his make before arriving at La Rochelle, or oh yeah, completely yeah. yeah,
2: like you watch him playing for Poe, he take on the line. Three out of five times I was sent to him a month or two ago. I haven't seen you take on the line in a long time. That's your game. Play it. But uh, very respectful and maybe it never helps, I think, at the initial stages when you have a uh, a 10-10 relationship with your boss and the fact that obviously understand the position very well. um, And, I mean, the reality is they'll never say it, but they're under a cloud or under a big shadow when I'm their boss but it's for me to make them feel very very comfortable and we're getting there I had that with Richie Mwanga at the Crusaders where for four or five months it was a very strained relationship because uh, he probably felt I was hard on him but I was only hard on him because I could see he was world-class and I think it's the same with Anton.
1: Another world-class player, and he's a man we, we mentioned on the show before, running this Tower of Care Barlow. And I, and I think you had pointed out before that you, you probably rated him just behind Dupont, maybe as uh, best number nine in the world. Um, and again, outstanding last weekend, a couple of tries, including yeah, finishing I off that move.
2: Say that obviously, T doesn't play uh, Test rugby, you know. And there's a lot of incredibly good nines, but uh, I just admire his preparation, I admire his mentality, and I admire his humbleness.
1: His game management is, is ridiculous as well. He just seems like he can, he can control the, the pace of the game almost.
2: Yeah, he's very invested in everything we do. He's a very, very good person. A very deep person, very kind person. And, uh, that reflects on how he plays. He puts everyone before him and then you know I mean he can play at top speed as a nine, as a, an attacker, and then he's like an extra back row for us in defence.
1: The atmosphere at that match, Ronan, um, I, I haven't been to a La Rochelle game just yet, it's on the list, but the the, the atmosphere looked ridiculous. I think you mentioned it afterwards, it's not normal at all, and, and I think you compared it to, you know, I suppose in your playing days you would have played in front of raucous monster crowds and, and in Twickenham in front of 80,000 fans as well, but there just seems to be something special, and I think, as you've pointed out, there's a connection between the La Rochelle fans and players at the moment that that's pretty special.
2: Yeah, it is very special. That's yeah, huge, because... Um, you know, I mean, I think we prepare all week behind closed doors, I suppose, but the energy you get then when you go to a stadium it was um, not far off. I've been, when I was in Super Rugby, we went to watch, uh, when we played the Jaguars in Argentina, we went to watch one of the local soccer games and the atmosphere of a local Argentinian soccer derby. It was reminiscent of that, you know I mean? It wasn't the crowd that were sitting in their feet. There was a lot of People jumping and 40,000 people jumping at the same time creates a great atmosphere because you can obviously, um, when the game is fairly well decided, you can have a let your mind drift, and you, it was powerful for, um, for a long time. And that's exactly what you want to do with this uh, very, very um, similar attributes between playing for Munster and coach and La Rochelle, that's for sure. And, and the common element is the, uh, I suppose, the connection with the fans.
0: Can I just uh, bring you back to the Carbarlo, Carbarlo try that you, uh, Shane mentioned there just before half time? Like, it felt it, it, as if it summed up um La Rochelle's performance on the day. Like, the pass a stick, really at ease with the unstructured, frightening pace to move from that scrum in your own 22 into the red zone. The smarts of the prop to step inside like the Exeter defence that had stepped out a little bit, the offloads from Favre, the, that offload from Soutini was off the charts. Like, the rugby was so good. And I just watched it, like, with awe and wondered how much of that was a plan and how much of it is just playing what's in front of you.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's a good... I think we have um, established something here, Adrian, where we talked previously on the show about flow, don't we? Mm. So for me, that's exactly when you flow in your game or when you have... Uh, people secure in their ability and they're playing what they see at top speed. And it all comes together, you know, and the fact that uh, the offload, obviously, from Uge Satini, into, everyone will focus on that. But as you say, Red his capacity not to throw a blind pass, to keep the ball, to accelerate, just to play it while I was in front of him. Um, and if you consider how that started, we probably had three men spare on the left-hand side in the scrum, but you will have he kind of was aggressive in his carry, breaking tackles, and then we played offload game. Then, good decision by uh, Dylan Leeds to keep the ball cleaned out, but by Will Skelton, then uh, Red Warder carries, Booga, one man clean out. You know, we're just um, attacking with speed, attacking space, and uh, that's why uh, rugby, when it's played like that, it's very, very simple. Yes. For that to combine, you need, I suppose, a lot of um, movements or mindsets aligning.
0: What was the most pleasing thing for for you about the game, from a coach's point of view?
2: Um, I think our capacity to strike back into the game seven nil. Exeter started well. They were aggressive. They were good at how they constructed their first try. Simmons is really difficult to stop and he got five metres from the line so they went 7-0 up. We're at home and uh, there has to be a moment there when you can kind of think you know watching okay this could be Exodus day but we stamped that out quite quickly and then put the foot on the accelerator and went away and went away and went further away and then put a gig bigger gap between us and never gave them any hope really but until we had uh, obviously very Disappointing switch off
1: late in the second half. I think you spoke afterwards, Ronan. And it was a curious one that I wanted to ask you about. You were, you were talking about your hope for a few beers and a sing song, obviously, to celebrate. But uh, you made the point: it is to live days like today that we are in rugby. I wonder has that changed from from your from your playing days? Because players are, are often they're all often operational robots at times, and they have to be. Uh, you can't really enjoy these moments when they come around. But but clearly now that you're a coach, you're you seem to be in a different mindset where you can actually say, you know what, these days don't come around too often. We've got to a European final and we can actually enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I think,
2: I'd hope to think the players are like that more than I'm like that. You know, I think it's a player's game. They get to express themselves. I've got to set the environment for them, but um, it's very, very important that they they enjoy the no, they enjoy the prep. I wouldn't have. I would have enjoyed a winning dressing room afterwards, but uh, you mean, there's different ways to to, to approach something—that's why when you go around the world, you see different strokes for different folks and different uh, ways of preparing, and different cultures and different uh, fascinating mindsets that work. So, you know, Will Skelton, Winnie, antonio prepare very differently to how I prepared. I don't know which way is right. Is or better way to answer the question? Was is there uh, a wrong way for doing it? But. How I, I suppose, saw my approach as a player, Um, there wouldn't be a need for that nowadays. And everything is evolving. The most important thing is that uh, the players get to express themselves.
0: Uh, Do you allow yourself to get excited by the final? It's the dream final, like a repeat of last year, uh, Leinster, Dublin. um, The
2: dream final for who?
0: I think for for the neutrals. I mean, certainly for for Irish people, right? Like, you're going to have, obviously, all the Lancer supporters, and then you'll have everybody else um, shouting on La Rochelle and shouting on yourself. Um, there's a huge excitement about it here.
2: Yeah, it's hard because I'm detached from that, obviously, but, yeah, come the 20th of May, it'll be an incredibly exciting day, that's for sure. Um, dream finally had for people that have probably don't have... Um, something um, involved in it, but for for us, it's it's a it's a huge opportunity. It's a very exciting opportunity. It'll be uh, the biggest challenge we've ever faced. Um, but that's why you uh, get involved, isn't it?
1: Th- those big those big rivalries between say Arsenal and Manchester United back in the day, Ronan, they were always hyped up even further by by the mind games between Wenger and Ferguson. I'm not going to call them mind games, but the um, this uh, the post-match interview where you're describing the the slog that that La Rochelle have to go through compared to Leinster and and I guess the competitiveness of the games in the top fourteen is that is that a I think Lindsay Pete described it as is a, a it's a good way of taking pressure off the players your own players
2: No, I don't think so. I just think that's what I spoke, which is I don't have anything prepared for the mind games to play Leinster. You know, I think it won't come down to that. Um, yeah, were my views probably in the heat of battle after after uh, a semi-final victory? When you sit back and you're able to analyse it, probably people playing in the URC will see a very different differently to live in. Um, me playing in the top 14, so it is what it is. It it probably has no relevance uh, for for uh, winning on, on the 20th. I just think that. Um, from our point of view, there would be no excuses. You know, we're going there to to, to try and uh, win the competition. Lengths, and that's what it comes down to. There'd be all kinds of things thrown around in the lead up to the game, but um, that's um, for other people to decide.
0: You um, you had in your back pocket last year the uh, Lancer tented. Uh, fall off if I remember correctly um I don't know was it in the last twenty minutes or certainly towards the end of the game, and I know you'd spoken a lot about that afterwards that you knew if you were still in the mix at that point that you could you know hold Lancer out and certainly looking at your defense at the weekend the number of times that you repelled from close in or even held up over the line was remarkable and obviously um Lancer failed to do that at the end of the game last year what's the i have you started to look at that? I'm sure you had the pencil out when you were um watching the game on Saturday.
2: And um, not really, no. I was more prepped for Sunday to be honest, you know. Right. I think it would be a huge error because our season could be over. It's Sunday. Yeah. Dinner time, you know, if you keep your interest in the other semi final, you've already missed a jump, so uh there will be things from that video that would be looked at. I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, maybe this afternoon might get a little bit of time. Otherwise, uh you know, if too long with Montpellier, then we've the the final week, um to get a performance right um for that. But Leinster are a better team than they were last year. I think we're a better team than we were last year, for a huge compelling game. Um but I suppose what's consistent in a lot of this is that yeah, you know, I mean Leinster are a beaten teams by twenty or thirty points, even though sometimes it feels like they're tight games. So mm. their last 16, hours, thirty they're Performance from 60 to 80 minutes. I haven't looked at any of the data, but uh, they finished games incredibly well. So, um, um, yeah, it's for us to be able to um, have our plan. Leinster will have their plan. So, it is what it is.
0: Uh, it's, go- it's going to be incredible there's going to be fireworks they- last weekend was the basis of anything to go on The uh, it's going to be an absolute belter we've won in here from Greg London uh, he says Ronan will you get on to some of the sports shops in Ireland to start looking at stocking La Rochelle jerseys uh, ahead of the final mm-hmm. so th- I think that's an indication that there will be people that'll be there decked out in yellow and red that may not be from I know your catchment area is growing around La Rochelle <laughs> maybe not quite as wide as, uh, as you would expected, but there'll be plenty of Irish fans on there sure- uh, I'm sure are there to jury on
2: yeah yeah exactly I sure will
0: yeah we well, are look we'll get into it a bit uh, that game a bit more specifics maybe closer to the time thanks William and congrats again
2: cheers thanks Thanks,
0: on. Adrian cheers yes. bye bye on the line there from uh, La Rochelle. it's just an incredible feat like an incredible success story OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition
2: available now